1: We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It is 135 at Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. Just a quick stat to pass along. WHL goal-scoring leaders as we speak tied for top spot in the Western Hockey League. Edmonton Oilers first-round draft choice Reed Schaefer. He has 13 goals in 10 games, and he is tied with Connor Bedard. I think you may have heard of Connor Bedard, who has 13 goals in 15 games this season. Uh, Bedard plays for the Regina Pats, so they are the top two goal scorers in the league. And Schaefer's played five fewer games, that bodes pretty well for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Again, this is Oilers now. And the New Jersey Devils are in town tomorrow on a night in which we will honor uh, Lee Fogland and Ryan Smith going up in the orders Wall of Fame. Royal Pizza, pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The star for recommendation of Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken Royal Pizza. Fifteen locations in Edmonton, four in Calgary. Brennan's a fan of the Texan, though no longer a fan of the Tex ends. Tell you that's
2: not true. I'll dispel that rumor. You're no, you're Jack. still a fan I'll of the Texans? I'll Texas? ride and die. You're so. the last one, eh? Yeah, I guess so. Well, hey, Jack Easterby's gone, right? I can. I can there we go. Um, Hey, here's one for you, Brendan. So,
0: who's got a more dominant stretch against the team? Leon Dreisettle against the Nashville Predators? Or
2: Derrick Henry against the Texans? Derrick Henry. (laughs) Derrick Henry against a lot of teams, but yeah. Come on,
0: four straight 200-plus-yard rushing games against the Texans? Those are 80s numbers. Like, don't be afraid to mix in a stop once in a while there. All right, um... Let's do this. Uh, We are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show from the Cult of Hockey and the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Are these heady times for Oilers fans? What do you think? Oh, geez.
1: Uh, Last night's game... Uh, there's been a, a number of games in, in the McDavid era that bring me, uh, you know, I've been a fan for 50 years now, but bring me back to the 1980s. That's a pretty rare thing because that 1980s team had so many Hall of Famers. You know, what is it, six, seven? Uh, and um, that was an amazing team. Maybe the best was voted the best NHL team ever. One of those years, I think it was '84, '85. So an incredible team. But and this Oilers team with McDavid and Drysaddle has been very good. But they Yet, yet to win a Stanley Cup. Nonetheless, on some nights, and increasingly so, they just bring me right back to those 1980s uh, teams where, where you just had to pinch yourself and think, I am so lucky to be a fan of this team. Um, the level of skill that we're seeing from the Oilers and and frankly, the level of skill that Ken Holland, to give him credit, has been put, put together. I mean, they're, they're complaining in Toronto because they lack grit and intensity. Well, they could have had Zach Hyman on that team and they could have probably had if they really worked hard and worked their connections well and had the right attitude they might have had a Vander Kane you never know uh, but it was Ken Holland who got those deals done and what we're seeing is a combination of, of those players with some really marvelous young players in Ryan McLeod and Evan Bouchard who I personally think has, has really stepped up his offensive game he's playing with uh, such incredible confidence in the last uh, five or six games we're see, we're, I think we're starting to see his A game on the attack we won't Fully see it till he's on the power play, but the combination of all those players with you know McDavid and Drysaddle, the two leading scores in the NHL, is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a special time. You make an interesting point. I think in fairness to Toronto, um, the pandemic probably took them out of the mix on Hyman, but I would have never signed Nealander to the deal that they did there. I just I would not have gone six point nine million per year for William Nealander. He's I'm just I'm not uh, you know. Especially on a team that had uh, John Tavares, and Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner all in the around the elevens. Like to me, that yeah. was just too much money. I would have gone down, you know, five, five and a half millions on a guy like Hyman all day. All right, and that's you know what. This think of think of where the owners were at, David, against Winnipeg, losing that series in four straight games. Um, you know, they, they actually led more in the series than the Jets did. They lost three games free in overtime, or, you know, it, it, it was one of those. Yeah, they lost three of the games in overtime, uh, but they lacked depth at that time. How different is the team now that they have Zach Hyman in an event and added Evander Kane, not to mention McLeod, and you look at the overall depth of their forward units, and do the numbers support that this is a way deeper team now than it was a couple of years ago or even a year ago at this time?
1: Well, last night was one of the, you know, they've used four lines um, in a handful of games, and last night was one of them. Um, They they finally had Holloway healthy, so so they need to do that to get him in the lineup. And, um, Bob, they had four lines going. All four lines were really strong last night. Every single one of them was strong. And the fourth line with Holloway, Ryan, and Shore, um, they created a goal, and they were... uh, getting lots of offensive zone time. So this team at even strength, you know, it's actually since Woodcroft took over at even strength since Jay Woodcroft took over, um, I've noticed just an appreciable uh, uh, improvement in their even strength play. And this is borne out in numbers that we keep. And I know that you also uh, track grade A shots during the game. I don't know if you do cumulative totals, but we, at the Cult of Hockey, we track each game and we also do uh, cumulative totals for the, for the season and for each coach and that's what we're seeing under the orders this year um they're getting 14.7 grade a shots per game and a grade a shot goes in 25 percent of the time so the others are getting 14.7 grade a shots a game they're giving up 12.4 grade a shots per game but it, the real edge that they're getting in that you know that 2.3 grade a shots per per game plus differential that's all coming at even strength this year they're 10.5 grade a shots per game at even strength and giving up 7.7 so they're crushing it at even strength and um you know, I think the record is is, is fairly uh, a fair reflection of that kind of dominance. They're, they're getting good value for the grade-A shot differential that they're getting. So um, Woodcroft is at 700 this year. He was at 717 or something like that last year in his uh, 38 games. He has uh, been able to find the right combinations at even strength to make this team work.
0: 149. One minute and forty-nine seconds. I don't know how much they played together five v five last night. I guess I can check that out on the fly. But the four previous games on the four-game winning streak, I McDavid mean, and Drysaddle had only played one forty-nine five-on-five. He's sweet. Like and and I mean this. Do you think that we're finally at the stage here where people are like they they get it in other parts of the league that Leon and Drysettel is not a byproduct of Connor McDavid? <laughs> I get it in Nashville. Yeah, I, I think they, I
1: think everyone gets that now. I mean his his backwards uh, his backhand passing is uh, I don't think there's a better player in the NHL right now that at the backhand pass, and it, and it's possible Bob there may never have been a better player at backhand passing than uh, Leon Draisaitl. That pass that he whipped across to Evander Kane, on, I think it was Evans's first goal, that was, was right. astonishing. It like was. the speed and the velocity, the accuracy of that pass is just is just superhuman. Skill, so whatever he's doing, keep doing it. He must practice. He must have practiced that, you know, ten thousand hours just on the backhand pass because he is a he is he is the master of all masters. No, he's
0: he's definitely going well. So the scoring chances, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because you're basically seeing they're getting two point eight more even strength scoring chances per game, and they got some guys that can finish up front. That's going to help out. Is there a concern that they're giving up too much on the PK?
1: there definitely is i mean we all know how good the Oilers' power play is. They're getting uh, on the power play. They're getting the Oilers are getting three point seven per game, but they're giving up four point one um, on uh, the penalty kill. Four point one Grade A shots per game. Now they've spent more time on the penalty kill, so that partly explains that. But um, yeah, it's it's like they, they haven't yet figured it out this year. I, I personally think, you know, in the last two years they've lost uh, Adam Larson, um, and then they lost uh, Chris Russell this year. Those were two pretty key guys on the penalty kill and I don't really think they found they've got to replace at least one they've got to get one more guy on defense who can really get the job done I actually think Bouchard isn't bad although he plays a fairly finesse game but when he gets the puck on his stick it's out of the zone usually um, you know Nurse and CeCe are good but I think they need to find at least one more guy uh, who can really really get the job done that not, might come in, internally it might be Kulak or Nima Line and really step up and start to perform well but Chris Russell's absence
0: is felt yeah there's no question um it's interesting you know one guy who's got really good analytics on the pk it's connor yamamoto yeah he's not bad i agree so are you concerned about the lack of productivity from yamamoto puliervi and uh warren fogle they've combined for one goal through the first uh you know 10 games of the season Yamamoto was hurt
1: to start the year, and, and it just looks watching him, and I don't know, I'm not around the team, I'm just yeah. just... Someone watching on their TV set, but he looks to me, and you know we are going over the video, and he just doesn't—he's not digging in, Bob, like he has in past seasons. And I—I I think whatever injury he had is still uh, either on his mind or is still with him to some extent. I see a player who's who's in a slump, probably injury-related, and it's affecting him his aggressiveness. He's not digging in yet like he can. So once I say give him a little more time. Uh, let's figure it out because we've seen Color Yamamo Yamamoto play much better than this. We've seen him really fight for pucks and really get inside the of other players and much bigger players and knock them off pucks and he, he's just getting crushed out there often so um Pugliarvi, you know he's he's been okay he's been okay defensively he's creating a bit on the attack he's been fine on the third line he's looked good I don't see the third line getting crushed I'm not sure what the goals for differential of that McLeod Fogel, Pugliarvi combination is we'll a lot to take a look at that but it seems to me they're doing very well Ryan McLeod has taken a huge step up in his game in terms of his confidence and Fogel's the same he's doing Okay, these players are creating chances. They're not the best finishers. Warren fogel often gets you know jam shots in close to the net, um where they're, they you know they're they're right in tight, so you think he might score, but you know he just doesn't have the hands uh to get those goals. And Poliarvey's hands aren't the greatest either, so they're, they get shots on net, they get some dangerous shots on net, but they're not converting. So they're they're where they should be on the third line, and they're contributing. Now they are paid a lot, um, so you know maybe you could argue you got to move one of them if you can um to open up some cap space elsewhere but i like the third line i th- i think it's a good third line and if they can make this work i'm i'm okay with that as well
0: David, we've seen a lot of scenarios in the NHL over the last 20 years where organizations have overreacted to goaltenders on cold streaks, especially really good ones, because every year they'll have a five- or six-game stretch where they aren't sharp. Um, I, I, I know there's some nervousness out there right now with Jack Campbell. Conversely, everyone's in love with Stuart Skinner. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, the guy who leads the NHL in safe percentage. Uh, Got to be careful with cold and hot streaks for guardians, don't you? sure do, Bob. And, and I think, and I don't know if it's like this in every NHL city,
1: but certainly in Edmonton during the McDavid era, because I was taking a look at this the other day, we have seen every single season, including in, in Cam Talbot's extraordinary 2016-17 seasons, that the that the best goalie even will have uh, an extended slump. He'll have, in a really good year, a goalie's going to have one really long, hot streak. Talbot's hot streak in that year was 40 games in 2016-17 when he had a, 928 save percentage in those 40 40 games. But he had a cold streak. It wasn't long. It was just a 7 game cold streak. Now, last year, um with Smiths and Koskinen, Koskinen had two hot streaks and two cold streaks of more than 7 games each. Mike Smith had one cold streak and one hot streak, both uh 7 more than 7 games long. So, last year was just a complete and utter roller coaster with the Oilers' goalies. And um So uh, Stuart Skinner was the same. He came in in his first five games. He was pretty strong. And then uh, his last six at Edmonton last year, he had a slump. Uh, Jack Campbell in Toronto started out the year he was gangbusters he was he he had a long lengthy hot streak to start the year then he got injured i heard he played with broken ribs and he had a real cold streak so with campbell this year i see some people are getting worried and i understand that but i just think like take it easy it's a it's a new goalie who has a proven track record of being at least average in the nhl probably above average maybe even a good nhl goalie and take it easy he's on a new team new defenseman new systems new city new coaches new everything Give him time to settle down. Uh, It's great, though, that Stuart Skinner has started out well. It's just the Oilers needed a signal from Skinner that last year wasn't a mirage, that he's ready for the NHL, that he's going to be able to excel here, and he's giving that indication. But he's going to have a cold streak, and Campbell's going to have a hot streak. It's going to be up and down for both goalies this year. And it looks like the good news, I think, what I take from all this is good news. They have two goalies, I think, who are going to be able to perform in the NHL this year.
0: Uh, David, one final one for you here. We went the whole conversation without talking about Daniel Smith. That's a good thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, probably. How do people follow you? Uh, At the Cult of Hockey on Twitter, Bob. Great stuff. Thanks a lot, David. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. It's one fifty in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers now after this. First, the bad news. Edmonton in New Jersey Tomorrow Guests on tomorrow's show Will include Hall of Famers Yari Curry And Paul Coffey uh, Louis DeBrusque Will join us On tomorrow's edition Of Orders Now And we're still working On one of the guests uh, Brendan Escott Will have the first hour For you As we go into the day and order's History for New West Travel Join Orders Now On a three night road trip To Vegas To see the orders Play the Golden Knights You can reach newwesttravel.com.
2: Brendan what do you got Go back to 1978, Wayne Gretzky, acquired by the World Hockey Association's Edmonton Oilers from the Indianapolis Racers, along with Eddie Mio and Peter Driscoll, $825,000 cash and future considerations. Not a bad Oilers career for that Gretzky guy thereafter. He was pretty good. All right. Uh, Again, tomorrow, uh,
0: more with the... uh Oiters uh, Hall of Fame inductees, uh, Ryan Smith, uh, who uh, were on today's show along with Lee Fogelin. Uh, we'll have uh, Paul Coffey and Yari Curry on tomorrow's edition of Oiters Now. Uh, we will also tell you that... Uh Lita Rusk will join us for GCL Diesel. Reed Wilkins has Inside
2: Sports. What's he got shaking tonight? You're going to hear much more on uh, the Oilers Hall of Fame legends that are in town. Uh, Jamie Nye, host of the Green Zone from CJME in uh, Regina, talking about the disappointing Riders season and the firing of Jason Moss as offensive coordinator. Oh.
0: Well, maybe you can come work at the U of A. Be the offensive coordinator there. Work with their young quarterbacks. They got AJ Gass. Why not bring in Jason Moss and have him working with Chris Morris? That's my suggestion. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Ray Lahoo. and then Rob Breckenridge from two to three, six thirty chat afternoons of Jalen Nye from three until six. Back at you uh, tomorrow. Brandon will have you covered from noon till one. I'll join you just after one o'clock. So long, everybody.